Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is October 24th, 2022. We have a large and busy week ahead of us with the IFPA Global Summit in Orlando, Florida. Now, everyone, we have multiple guests coming into the podcast studio this week. We have John Papp with Jack Vandenberg, Inc. We have Quentin Rowe with Noble Citrus, Ross Nelson of Indianapolis Fruit Company, and Jehoon Kim of Creative Vibes Only. So stay tuned as we will have that video released on October 28, 2022 during Fresh Summit, as well as being live in the sponsored hall of IFPA doing live video interviews. We're going to be tasting fresh salsa and hummus and having a good time talking all things fresh produce. Now today we have a very special guest, Caitlin Thornton. It's funny, I came across her Instagram profile and then her LinkedIn Uh, But Caitlin is a fourth-generation orchardist, closing the gap between producers and consumers through social media and education. I will tell you, this girl is on point for the next generation of produce people growing up. She knows her apples, she knows her orchards, and she has a ton of fun doing it. Caitlin told me some of her icebreaker questions when she's in college is, what's your favorite apple? And that gets the ball rolling, literally. So let's have some fun and talk with Caitlin Thornton. Hey, Caitlin, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun because now uh, I got to tell the listeners kind of how we may. I, I meet a lot of people over LinkedIn, Instagram, right? Social media, but it, it depends on who reaches back out to you. You know, you could you could slide into anybody's DM, but it's all about if they respect enough to say, hey, what does this person do? And I started following you on Instagram and I saw you out in the fields all the time. And I'm, I'm, I'll be real with you. At first I was like, Great. Another marketing company putting a blonde haired, blue eyed girl in the field. I'm just like, no. And then as I started to follow you, you know, I realized you didn't have blue eyes. And I realized, and then I realized it was more fun. It was like, you were interactive. You weren't just being paid to do some of this stuff. You were part of the farm. So that's why I started following you. You reached back out and was like, Hey, thanks for following. Love to connect. And that's kind of how we kind of got this little relationship started. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Um, it's it's nice that my brown eyes could bring something to the table as far as genuine appearance. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I tell my wife, there's a brown eyed girls get the worst end of the I would say the stick. But ready, my wife and my daughter have brown eyes and there is a song called Brown Eyed Girl. So <laughs> yes. just so everybody's clear out there. OK, <laughs> yes. But you know what? Those those brown eyes, they can um, command respect. I tell you what, the intensity that I can bring out of these eyes. <laughs> Thanks, Dad, hey, for that. <laughs> same thing with my wife. And I, I always appreciate the brown eyes. I'm a blue-eyed person. So, I mean, it's always great to see different color, different variations. But that was one of the things I like. I, I looked at you and was just like, where are we going with this, right? But then I started really listening to you. You talking about apples. You talking about the farm you actually showing 
throwing, you know, the, uh, what are those called? The, uh, where you tie down the bins with, right? Like the straps and, you know, just things like that. I was like, all right, this, this, uh, this woman is not your normal, like social media going out into the farm in, I say boots, but every farmer knows real boots compared to fake boots. (laughs) I I throw a little bit of cowgirl in there though. I've got my Okanagan County roots and I can't help it. I got a little like belt buckle action and some square toe boots. Got some cowgirl with the farm girl. Uh-oh. You're gonna have to show me a few things. I I have gone away <laughs> from the cow, cowboy, cowgirl, whatever you want to call it. Like I have moved from the Central Valley of California to Tampa, Florida. So I went from a 9,000 person almond citrus town to 3.8 million people living in the city. I've completely changed my ways. My dad still lives in that town, you know, around that town, around that area, but I was like. I can't wear boots anymore. I can't wear these boot cut jeans anymore. Now I wear like skinny jeans. I wear really cool shoes all the time. Like I always tell people I've got, I have these crazy shoes with like limes and cilantros and tomatoes. Oh, I want those. Oh and my God. I, I got produce all over my shoes, but yeah, I just changed. But I always have a pair of red back boots in the truck, right? I always have a pair of boots that are my boots that if I need to go to, to a field. So good man, uh, you got the roots. You got to. Now, don't get me wrong. I wear skinny jeans now, so it looks very weird, but I got my own style, Caitlin. So, well, let's, let's, let's give the listeners a little bit of an overview. So, you know, obviously we met on LinkedIn. I've been getting to know you. You are in college. You, you know, you're, you're in a farming background, farming family. Uh, Let's give our listeners a little bit of an overview real quick of yourself. Okay. Fourth generation apple and pear grower out of North Central Washington, little town called Sanasket. You talk about a small town. We don't have a stoplight. Went to school with majority of the same people, K through 12th grade. Kind of ran away from the fruit industry for a good portion of my life until I hit about 15. You know, like you, you grow up in farming and it's like, you see all of the bad. It's not just like this glorified some dude sitting on a tractor with overalls like you're seeing the late nights the literal blood sweat and tears put into this product and it's a little intimidating but I I have what dad and I call a sickness and we actually love this so much and so when I hit about 15 is when I really started getting into the fruit industry and I I saw the disconnect between consumers and producers and that's a lot of what I say on my LinkedIn is I'm connecting, I'm bridging the gap between consumers and producers and how I can do this as a Gen Z, a person of Gen Z, I'm 20 years old, is social media. And it seems silly, but that is like the only way people can connect to farmers from an urban area. I mean, it's, it's really, people are so far removed anymore. So I just do a simplistic like overview of what I'm doing each day or educational videos just showing the lifestyle, showing that there's real people behind your fruit still. And it's it's taken off. I've just hit this morning 276,000 followers on TikTok. Woo! <laughs> and then I'm almost at 70,000 on Instagram. And of course, I have all these added aspects of like, I drive a cool pickup truck. Um, you know, I'm a Ford girl and do all these different things, but it's just, it's the lifestyle. And these are real people. And I guess my main goal is to encourage more people to do that within our industry. 
It's so true. And you said it again, is that lifestyle. Don't even get me started. We, we had that fun conversation earlier about that lifestyle. I won't say it this time, but I'll, everybody knows who knows me about that lifestyle. Okay. But it, it, and that's what drew me to your LinkedIn page. You know, everybody, you know, your, your tag on LinkedIn is, so it says, uh, Caitlin, uh, Thornton, fourth gen orchardist, closing the gap between producers and consumers through social media and education. Holy crap, man. Like if you were to, if you were to say that to someone that's probably like in their fifties or sixties, they'd go, huh? <laughs> What, what, what are you trying I, to do? I get a lot trying? of questions about it. Yeah. What are you doing on that face front foot book thingy? You know, you know, I it is, and I get it too, because people are like, you know, if you didn't have social media, you know, you, your programs wouldn't have grow as fast as they did. And you know, I always tell them, I said, exactly. I said, so you're telling me that I do a great job. I took that as a compliment, and I was like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we don't do Facebook. You're telling me you get POs off Facebook. And I'm like, it's not about that. Like, it, it's about something bigger than yourself, educating consumers. You know, even the podcast, people are like, well, what consumers do you reach? I said, you know, I, I can't tell you because we don't get that data from Spotify and, and Apple, right? But what I do get is people emailing me or going to the website and saying, like, I get 40 to 50 inboxes a week of people saying, Hey, I heard your podcast looking for, um, you know, fresh onions. I uh, looked for that brand. Hey, I was looking for South Africa citrus. Um, where else can you find it? And I'm sitting there going, what if that person, Caitlin never knew about South Africa citrus before I, before I said it on the podcast. Totally true. It's, it's so true. I think one of the most rewarding things is that direct interaction with people that, you're putting something out there on social media. That's the crazy thing. It's like, you don't know who it's going to reach, but then to hear feedback from people directly, and you can have that conversation. You're even starting a conversation with people in your comment section. They can sometimes argue about what the best Apple is, um, different growing methods and stuff. It's starting a conversation. And I think that's super cool. And then another cool thing I get is I'll do like a live stream or I'll post a video and people say, I think about you every time I'm in the Apple section of my local Walmart, local grocery store. Like that is so wild to me. Yes. I get that sometimes too. And obviously I always tell people, stop thinking about me. Like this is bad, right? Like you're in the grocery store and you look at your wife and you're like, you know, I just thought about Caitlin's apples. Like, what? <laughs> what? But it's so true because I have people that go through and they'll be like, Hey, I saw your video last week. And the banana prices were 59 cents versus 49 cents. And you're like, yeah, there, there you go. You're like, heck yeah, you saw that. You saw that difference, right? And, and sometimes, just sometimes, like I said, it creates a different interaction to close that gap. And we talked about it off screen. I am a huge, I would say, advocate towards paying people a lot of money. <laughs> I love, I like paying people good. I like being paid good, but yeah. we talked earlier about like the NFL, the NBA and how they bring youth on so fast. I mean, Kobe Bryant didn't even, you know, I think he graduated high school. Maybe he didn't. I think he left his junior year in high school. Um, you've got people that didn't finish college, Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. He went to UNC. You've got people like Ryan Matthews that went to Fresno state that went to the San Diego chargers his senior year because he was recruited by companies and paying them millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yes. And then I see people like you and I'm like, this is exactly what our industry needs. 
I mean, listen, I, I told you I'm 37 now. So like to me, I, I'm like an old man to some people, right? They're like, oh yeah, yeah, that guy's too old. But I always think we got to bring on this set of youth to challenge the older generations on what they want. You know, I went to Comic-Con beginning of October with my son. My son's 10, okay? And I got to watch how his mind works in purchasing. Like he was like, dad, I want this. I'm like, why do you want that? He's like, because the keyboard, it, it you know fits to my hands. I like it. It's smooth. It's this, it's this. And then he goes to the next booth and the next booth and the next booth. And I start realizing that his purchasing power is my purchasing power, right? He's telling me what he wants. When he goes to the grocery store and he wants salad versus fruit roll-ups, he's telling me what he wants in that purchasing power. So why in the world of business, how come we're not calling people like Caitlin and saying, we need you. We need to bring you on. You need to represent us in a different way. You could be the next elevation of us. We need you to do this for us. But unfortunately, we don't do that. We tell Caitlin or Patrick, hey, you're doing a great job. You know, keep keep it up. Work work hard. Keep your nose clean. Stay out of trouble. Boo, 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 boo. And then all of a sudden, you're 40 years old. And the generation is still telling you that, right? So I love, I love with what you're doing. Well, I mean, I'm, so I am in college right now. I'm a student at Washington State University. Oh, and hold on. I would have never known that too, without reading your profile and really knowing just by talking to you, you don't even need college in my book right now. You know what I mean? It's like, you have it all. That was my interruption though. All right. Oh goodness. I can feel my head just inflating. No, I, I, I am enjoying and trying to take them away as much as I can from college, but it is unique. Like growing up on a farm, you learn so many things and so many real world scenarios. But in college, I'm I'm learning a lot about, especially in business, people are so afraid of a loss. They'd rather avoid a loss than hit a huge profit margin a lot of times. And that's just like, that is a psychology thing. That's just a business thing. And I feel like we fall into that a lot in the produce industry of let's avoid that risk and just play it safe. And of course I'm from a farming background and all we do is take risks. I mean, come on, like <laughs> literally and from the time we plant some of these apple varieties or pear varieties, we don't even know what the apple or pear tastes like. Like we have definitely done that before. We just plant the trees and we're like, we're banking on these people that we know and trust that their opinions are going to translate into profit. Right. And then, you know, five years down the road, you're starting to get some apples and some fruit and you're just like, I'm just going to hope that this marketing works out for us. So yeah, I'm just, I'm coming from that background. And so when I enter into this space, I'm getting a marketing degree right now, entering into the business space. It's just like, okay, I get it. I, I, we need the checks and balances. I need to, you know, have someone that'll hit the brakes for me a little bit, but I've got so many ideas and I want to make them happen. Don't stifle me. <laughs> I agree. And in something you told me off the mic is that your dad is a, is a very big advocate of you and your lifestyle as well. So he's like, don't let anybody, you know, put a shadow or, you know, put a cloud in front of your son. And I, I love that. I mean, I'd love to meet your dad one day because I think that more people like that need to be here. Now, my dad's 65 uh, years old and and he knows this. I tell him all the time, man, I love you. I said, but sometimes it's so irrelevant of what you're saying because it's not relevant anymore. Or it's like, hey, you know, what about, you ever hear the saying that smart, rich people say less words and stupid people talk more? And 
I'm going to challenge that because I do feel that more people don't know how to react or respond with the new ways of doing things. So they go back to the old ways to go, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything. That'll look make me look intelligent because I'm not going to spit out something that I'm not confident about or give an opinion. But you don't have to be right, Caitlin, anymore. It's about your opinion and starting the conversation like you just said, whether it's on social media or it's just in the plain world one-on-one. Oh, absolutely. And just more collaboration. I mean, I'm, I'm an influencer, right? I'm a farmer. I'm an influencer doing all these different things. One of the big things as an influencer is you're saying, do you want to collab? Do you want to collab? Do you want to collaborate? And it's like, what does that actually mean? It's, it's taking good ideas from both parties and making something that's new and different and exciting. No, that's what it's about. It's about excitement. It's about fun. And it is about relationships. That's what our produce and farming community strives on, right? When we're selling pears and apples to China, Japan, right? Europe, that's a relationship to know that, hey, we're doing international commerce. We're going to get paid, right? You can't just get on a plane and go from Washington to California. That's a 16-hour plane ride and maybe five to $10,000. So there's got to be trust involved in produce. There's got to be trust involved in local communities and government all, all the way around. So I, love totally, that. I totally agree with you. And let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear from some of those sponsors and relationships and then get right back to chatting, okay? Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays orchard fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. In the heat of summer, you're just counting the days until cooler weather and all those fabulous fall flavors. Packed with a refreshing flavor everyone loves, Noble Florida Starburst Pomelos, the largest citrus on earth, and the perfect sweet fall treat you've been waiting for. Perfectly ripe for a limited time. Look to noblecitrus.com on where to purchase your next Noble Florida Starburst Pomelos. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. Ag tools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360 degree decision making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from our sponsors, Dynamite Companies, producing dynamite content 
for the produce and supply chain industry. I'm talking today with an influencer, our youth, everyone, Gen Z, Caitlin Thornton on the line. We're learning so much from her about relationships, about how to manage the gap between social media and consumers and just having all around fun. So Caitlin, welcome back. Thank you, Patrick. I love being on here. Hey, you know, we were in the green room talking and we started realizing that we weren't recording and we were like, hey, we got to get back on the podcast and start this going again. You know, and and one of the things that, you know, we were talking about is the process. A lot of people don't understand the process of what it takes to be a farmer, right? What it takes to be a retailer, what it takes to be a wholesaler. And so throughout the last, you know, two years, I've been doing videos on my YouTube channel, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, store visits, whether it's packaging facilities, and I'm really just trying to go through the the process of it, Right. And I did yeah, this yeah. first Amazon Fresh store visit. Never been to an Amazon store, Caitlin. And I'm like, I'm going to try it out and I'm going to record it. Not for any more reason, but let's see what the process is. So you got to go in, you got to check in on your phone and your Amazon account. You got to scan that to the grocery cart, right? As soon as you put things in the grocery cart, it checks out. It adds that to your Amazon list. So to me, I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, if you want it out, boom, boom, just have an all around time. Good time, right? But you also have that those comments that people are fearful of. I have people that were responding, Caitlin, that were like, no, I don't like scanning my own groceries. I feel like this is crazy. This is horrible. Uh, for the record, uh, this is not how you should be shopping. Uh, this is, you know, this will this won't even be in third world countries. Like you could imagine the comments we had, but you said it earlier. What did that do by all of those comments and posting the video of the comments? Starts a conversation. <laughs> That's not as simple as it is. You know, you're planting that seed, no pun intended, but of just people. Oh, thank you. <laughs> people going into a store and you you totally transform the way people look at all of this variety of produce in front of them. How do you create a story behind that? Because exactly. I feel like a story actually it makes your fruit or it makes your produce taste better. I, I agree with that. A huge psychological connection to an eating experience. Well, a lot of times too, when we go into the retail store, we have a plan, right? What was that movie? Do you ever remember that movie Storks? The Disney movie Storks where they're like, oh, always yeah. deliver, right? And the Storks always delivered, right? I feel like when you go to the grocery store, you're like, I got a plan. I'm going to pick up four items and then I'm going to check out. And then all of a sudden you kind of weave through the store and you got 20 items later. Yes. <laughs> right. But the process shows a little bit cooler because as you see the process, I was in the Amazon fresh store and I saw an Alexa right in the middle of a, um, an aisle and it said, ask Alexa. And I was like, right? <laughs> I was like, Alexa, what are the good produce deals of the day? It brought up three items. And was like tomatoes, apples, pears. And I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, so I looked at it and some were on, um, you know, like special two for three. Da, da, da. And I sat there and was like, so there's the rate. Right? It might be different, but you ask Alexa what the deals are, maybe instead of asking someone at the store. Right. So it was it's just a little bit of change, a little different. Some people like it. Some people don't. But that's it's definitely my generation does not like talking to people <laughs> so alexa's a lot less intimidating 
I'm like, no, I want to kind of like talk to another person and read their facial expressions. And I feel like that's more trustworthy. But a lot of what we're moving towards is convenience, right? People's time is so much more valuable. It, it seems like these days, everything's fast paced. So you're competing for people's time in a store now. Oh, hundred percent. And then how many times I love all retailers, but how many times do you walk up to someone in the store and they're not that nice? Oh my gosh. All the time. You're like, Hey, how you doing? I'm looking for the cosmic crisp apples on sale. And they're like, what? Excuse me. And you're like, Oh, uh, <laughs> you guys have apples on sale. Or if you know the brand, Caitlin, you're like, Hey, I'm looking for us to milk cherry. And if yeah. they, and they're like, we don't have that. And you're like, Oh, I know. I know. Cause people have, I mean, on my videos, people are always like, Oh my gosh, I'd love to buy your fruit. Blah, blah. I'm like, okay, this is who we go through. I'm like, talk to your produce manager. And then I realized that people are just not super friendly, but I'm hoping that some, maybe some produce managers or retailers are watching my videos too and be like, okay, this is really cool. At least we know like what we're selling now. At least we can have a story to tell these, these customers that are coming up to us. So it's just like creating awareness, but my goodness, I know it's like, come on, produce is such an, an awesome thing to sell. We've got a great story to tell. It's a really easy product to sell. You just got to tell the story, right? All you have to do is tell a story. Like I said, I went to Comic-Con this last month and their story is so much different than our story, right? They're trying to sell collectibles. They're trying to sell toys. They're trying to sell comic books. <laughs> so, some, And I said this to somebody, they're like, yeah, but that's a better budget. I said, hold on though. One of these toys in my office is only $9. Mm-hmm. A Kiss Melon is $7.99. <laughs> and then ready for this, this you only get once and it might end up broken. It might end up in a dog's mouth. It might end up on a shelf. Like, think about it, right? With produce, it's an emotional experience. You know, this, you know, toys are emotional, but they have a harder sell because once Caitlin purchases that one, you know, banana action figure, she's not going to go purchase 17 of the same exact figure, right? You're going to look for something else, which is why you've seen, I have, you know, hundreds of toys versus just one. And this is why the same thing when you're investing or looking at fresh produce, know this is an emotional experience. It's going to do better for your body and you can consistently buy it and it's everlasting. Like you're going to keep, okay, want that same cosmic crisp, boom, get it next season. Yes, exactly. And I mean, as farmers, we strive to create that consistent eating experience. So people are sure of what they are wanting. But like, that's a huge thing is people don't even know what they want, Patrick. Like people, I go up to people, it's my favorite thing to do in classes. This is how I start conversations. I'm like, hey, what's your favorite apple? And people are like, I don't know, the red ones. And I'm like, hey, I grew up. Uh, <laughs> you're like, you're, listen, you said red delicious. We're going to, we need to talk. Okay. <laughs> no, it's, you it's say funny. red delicious. We need to have a personal one-on-one and I'm going to bring like the envy, the cosmic Chris, like I'm going to bring like five other ones and like, <laughs> here's the way you should be experiencing I feel like it's a direct translation into their, their dating taste too. Uh, <laughs> so, so I get a really good gauge on people based on their favorite apple variety, but no, I'm like, I'm that weird girl. No, I'm not. That well, now weird. I have to ask, I, I am in uh, I am the, uh, my favorite two apples. And I'm gonna tell you, now I want your opinion. What kind of dating guy would I be? I'm an, uh, an envy and a cosmic crisp, but those are my two favorite. So you, you like a little differentiation. You like, you like a little complexity in your life. Okay. 
you like some something that's more versatile um i'd say for <laughs> i don't even know i'm not a psychologist but maybe i should start a series on my tiktok of this yes you should ha okay if you like a red delicious it's like all of a sudden you like a 40 year old male cuban bald guy if you yeah. if you like if you like the envoy you know envoy you know maybe you like a brad pitt with long hair from 2004 <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. No, it's it's true. It's true. Think about your dating profile. You get on Tinder and all you do is your profile pick being a banana, an apple, an orange. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like what are people gonna swipe right on? They'll be like, ooh, 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 banana. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I think I think we're onto something. I think this needs to be a thing. <laughs> I think your series is going to blow up, which is, well, let's just, you know, before we get off, you know, cause we are coming uh, to the end of our segment here pretty soon. You told me, cause I told you, I said, you know, I got 39 followers on TikTok. You were like, Oh, 3,900. And I was like, no, you're like 39,000. I was like, no. And you were like 39. I was like, yeah, about 39. And you were like, you know, that's what I do. Right. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I know. I'm going to need your help one day, Kaylin. We already know this, but talk to our listeners, like, you know, why and how I know it's, closing the gap, but it's also very tough to do Instagram reels every single day, to do TikToks every single day. So I understand the concept of closing the gap, but talk to us of why you're doing this on that sense of using TikTok, using Instagram reels uh, versus just using Facebook. Like some of the people are like, no, we'll just get a Facebook account versus getting more interactive. So I started on TikTok specifically and TikTok has a huge like wide audience that you're reaching um versus if i was to do a longer video on youtube you're reaching those people who are already looking into apples and stuff and they already have that interest how do i capture the interest of people that would have never thought about apples as something of interest before um so moving into that short form content of tiktok videos i mean when i started doing it it was like 30 seconds to a minute is like the max. Um, now you can do 10 minute videos. They're moving into that more long form content space, but that short form, it's really, it's just you, it's an art because you have to capture people's attention. You have to keep them there for the entire 45 seconds to a minute and a half. Now is where I kind of stay. How do you, how do you stay on topic and not do too much detail where you're boring people out in the science of everything, but just also starting that conversation and I, I think a lot of more, like a lot more people need to jump onto it because you don't need to have this super polished video, right? You consumers anymore don't want to feel like they're being spoon fed information. They want to feel like they're making a conscious decision on what they're consuming. So if they just feel like I'm, I'm sitting there and I have my phone on selfie mode and I'm just talking to them and it's just like a one-on-one -on -one conversation that is a lot more easy for people to digest than if they were to watch a 10 minute YouTube video where it's like the perfect lighting and it's very cinematic and stuff. That's just not what people want. People want to feel like they're talking to a real farmer and that's what they're doing. It's true. I mean, that's why Shay Myers is so, I'd say, uh, oh, tick tock famous. I mean, he's got, he's got a lot, but <laughs> Shay says it in a way that, you know, the everyday consumer can understand it. Shay and I are, are friends and we talk about it all the time, but I'm also like, listen, I got to figure out how to do that for the entire industry, not just onions, right? Or, or apples, we got to figure out a way. And that's why I started doing the videos on YouTube, which is like the process videos and doing more interviews and trying product and doing things like that. Because perfect example, did you know about the fresh salsa contest by Fresh Cravings 
that did like a Willy Wonka style gold lid contest that if you found a gold lid, you were entered into a sweepstakes to win $500 and up to 5,000. I love salsa. I need, what? That's what I'm saying. So on my YouTube channel, we, we start trying some of these salsas, but then we'll have that gold lid product. Hey, don't forget about the Fresh Cravings gold lid contest, right? Because our goal is to show people what's out there. Like we want to consume more fresh produce, consuming it in a fun way. Charcuterie boards are like going off the wall now that they're not just cheese and salami. Now it's like cheese, salami, hummus, right? More vegetables are going on there. Depending on if you have a charcuterie board theme, like they have now Halloween charcuterie boards, Christmas shark. I mean, people are getting so interactive and you know what it's about? It's about preferences. People don't like, for instance, some people don't eat salami. So they have to get maybe a pork base or a turkey base, right? So it's just, it's just change, right? Everything's changing and the experience is turning every day. And people love to have an opinion about everything. You just got to get them to something so they have an opinion about it, right? People love to share what their favorite thing is, right? Right. I've said that about, you know, someone told me the other day, they were like, you sure promote, you know, a lot of different products. And I believe you do it because of your sponsors. And I said, listen, I've got sponsors that I don't like some of their fruit. I said, and you know what? I don't eat some of their fruit. I said, but I will try it and tell someone this isn't for me, but if you have a palate towards sweet, spicy, tangy, this is for you, everyone, but you're going to get me biting into this and going, whoa, oh my goodness. No, no, I am not eating this. I refuse to eat this. But that reaction of me saying no can be Caitlin's reaction to going, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. Like, think about the people that like Sour Patch Kids versus the people that like Warheads. Oh, so true. So true. So it's kind of that same concept, I think, with fruit and vegetables. And, you know, one of my favorites out there. Oh, oh I'm going to say a favorite. Oh, watch out, everybody. I'm saying a favorite vegetable here. Um, one of my favorite vegetables is Brussels sprouts. And yes, people, actually people are like, they're like, that's disgusting. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. All right, Caitlin, I'm just going to paint the picture for you. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab these Brussels sprouts. I'm going to cut them in half, okay? I'm going to season them with either pecan oil or avocado oil. We're gonna, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting we're getting deep. None of that regular olive oil, okay? So we're going to student budget, okay? You, so, okay, okay. So the pecan oil is a little expensive, but I'm pretty sure if you told dad to try this, he would <laughs> definitely hook you up. And, and it makes the flavor of the Brussels sprouts incredible. So pecan oil, okay? little bit of sea salt mixed with some pork rub, okay? Pork rub, okay? Then what we're going to do is you're going to let that just sit for about 10 to 15 minutes and just shaking it and stirring it around. Maybe put a little more pork rub on there, okay? And then what we do is we get the air fryer ready. Get the air fryer ready. We're going to dub these into the air fryer for about 12 minutes, okay? Because after 12 minutes, we've got to check them to make sure they're, you know, they're not burnt. We take that 12 minutes, we kind of toss them around, and then we add sugar-free maple syrup inside of the air fryer, okay? That's going to glaze it a little bit, all right? Next, we do something even better. We grab some bacon bits and we put a little bit of bacon bits right in the air fryer at about one to two minutes left to get those bacon bits nice and crispy. We're going to take it out. We're going to plop it out out of the air fryer all together, and then we're going to sprinkle some feta cheese right on top. That sounds mm-hmm. phenomenal. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Wow. 
I haven't even had breakfast yet. <laughs> so, so to the person that says Brussels sprouts are yucky or yuck or no way, uh, you haven't done Brussels sprouts right. <laughs> right. That's that's so true. That can be applied to literally any piece of produce at all. I love it. I just love that you were like, oh my gosh. Like some people would be like, you're crazy. And you were like, oh, oh my gosh. Like, and and people say, like, man, cheese and maple syrup, what are you doing? But I learned the recipe. Like you said, I, I found out what to do and now it's consistent, right? And and that's what I like about it. Play with it. I love it. That is oh, awesome. hey. There's a reason, you know, someone, uh, my brother's wife told me the other day, she goes, you want to know why everybody goes to Starbucks? And I go, and, and I'm a Starbucks fan, don't get me wrong, right? I said, why do they all go to Starbucks? They go, because it's convenient and it's always the same. Yeah. You're always going to have, if you order a caramel macchiato, it 99.9% of the time, it's going to taste the same as yesterday. Okay. And, and people crave what you just said, which they want that consistency every time. And that could be someone going, I had a bad apple last year, no pun intended. And then, <laughs> you know, and then have, and not going for the cosmic crisp the following year, because they were like, ew, they were too mealy or they, they didn't taste right. You know what I mean? Well, it's something we run into all the time as far as storing, creating consistency issues, um, pick times, creating consistency issues, just weather. Uh, there's so many variables when it comes to farming produce. It's just the fact that we can create a fairly consistent product is impressive in itself. So I agree. 100% agree with you. Well, Caitlin, this kind of wraps up our show today. I greatly appreciate you coming on. You're an amazing woman. It's going to do great things in the produce and supply chain industry. Um, I can't wait to see what the next 10 years has for you. Do not get out of produce. Do not all of a sudden go work in the the uh, medical field or like the engineering field. Cause we're going <laughs> to, they're going to, they'll be, they'll be good with you, but we, we need you. <laughs> we need you here. So if anybody wants to get a hold of yourself, um, reach out to you, um, check out your Instagram. How can they follow you? All right. LinkedIn, Caitlin Thornton, Caitlin is spelled K A I T L Y N. And then on TikTok, I'm Katie J Thornton. O two. K-A-T-Y. I have weird spellings. And then Instagram is just Caitlin Jill Thornton straight across the board. Awesome. Well, everyone, please reach out to Caitlin. If you're a brand out there, if you're looking to get more exposure, uh, if you're learning to learn TikTok, Instagram, and some of these other feeds, again, I can't teach you. I have 39 subscribers. This is someone that can show you the way and it's very successful at it. So Caitlin, as I say, we'll see you in the fields and on the horizon. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.